Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Wednesday. It is uh, June 15th. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hey, yesterday ended up being a mixed bag. We'll talk about that and more uh, when Dave joins us here in just a few moments, because we got a lot of stuff to talk about today when it comes to economic news that's coming out and the possibility of a huge rate increase coming from the Fed. That's what I'm seeing across the board. We'll talk about that again more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there's a lot of things in this world that you and I cannot control, but we can control how much risk you have in your current portfolio. The problem is that most of us don't know what that is. How much do we have? How much should we have? That's why we developed our core retirement design to help design the retirement you always dreamed of to make sure that you don't have too much risk in your current portfolio. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. No cost, no obligation, simple and easy to connect via the phone. Again, give us a call at 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Light FM, we're trying to sort things out as to what's going on in the financial markets today because, well, topsy-turvy would be the appropriate term. It is time to check in on your money and see what's going on on Wall Street today. Let's check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services downtown, who's on the phone right now. Philip, how are you today? Doing all right, man. It's great. Uh, halfway through the week. And, uh, man, I wish we could just get uh, a couple better days in the market. Uh, you know, and given what the Fed's likely to do today, I'm not necessarily counting on today ending up as one of those good days. Setting the table another off day yesterday on Wall Street for the two blue chip indexes. Anyway, the Dow was down another 152 points. Standard & Poor's was off by 14. And we did eke out a little bit of a gain on the NASDAQ. But given the fact that it's down something close to 40 percent, a positive 19 day doesn't sound very impressive to me, does it to you? No, no, it doesn't. It's just better than going red, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we start the week, uh, we start the day out. We got a pretty good sized data dump here today. Uh, the retail sales, you and I were kicking around until it was almost too late because they do it, they do it three different ways. Retail sales in the country, retail excluding automobile, excluding automobiles, and excluding automobiles and gas. The overall retail sales for the nation last month were up one-tenth of a percent, which was uh, uh, just about what they expected. Retail sales excluding autos and gas were expected to be four-tenths of a percent up. It was only up by one-tenth of a percent. Then they pulled just the gas out and leave the autos, and uh, we missed on that one, too. So basically big-ticket stuff like tanks of gas and cars, we aren't doing all that well on, are we? Yeah, tanks of gas. That's a big-ticket item these days, isn't it? Good Lord, it cost me 55 bucks to fill up my little four-banger last night, and I know that sounds economy compared to the guys carrying SUVs around, isn't it? Yeah, you know, definitely, definitely. I saw a guy the other day. He said his F one fifty. It took him almost one hundred fifty bucks to fill up. <laughs> I got a friend that drives a large truck. She says uh, I don't wait until it gets below about three quarters of a tank because I can't afford to top it off anymore. 
Think of, it as, think of it as a savings account. Uh, bottom line is we're relatively flat. Some misses on retail, and it's uh, looking at those numbers when I kind of put them together. Uh, basically, we're starting to economize on everything in order to save money on gas because uh, everything was pretty much about what we expected overall. But it's painfully obvious we're uh, saving money for gas and spending a little bit less on cars and spending a little bit less on everything else, kind of a net total of those three numbers. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it definitely looks that way, Dave. Um, you know, so so retail sales, I'm going to say overall, didn't go our way, but but wasn't a, you know, wasn't a huge deal either side, uh, which is which is OK. I mean, given the circumstances we're in. I mean, there's so much uncertainty bouncing around right now that uh, anything within the, the close to the spectrum of what was predicted or expected is, is really kind of, I guess, good news in a way. Hey, our standard for performance is kind of going down. Now a near miss is good enough these days because we're not expecting much. Uh, one thing that did come out first thing this morning that is kind of backhanded good news a wee little bit. We had a real tanking on the number of mortgage applications last week. That was reflective certainly to a part of the Memorial Day weekend. They were down 6.5%. They went up by 6.6% last week. However, just because we got to always uh, show the big gray cloud out Side the silver lining, that's still 2.5% below the week before that. So it's not looking all that good. And yes, people, mortgage rates up in the last week, just the last week alone, by a full quarter percent for a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, which doesn't bode well for the national figures on housing as time goes on, does it? No, it really doesn't. And so also consider, I saw an article that said that that's 50% from where it was a year ago. Yeah, more than that. Yeah. The serious buyers only, really, that are out there right now. And I keep saying that uh, the beauty of living in central Florida is we do tend to lag the trends by a little bit. Our homes are still moving fast. Our supply still is outstripped by the demand. And we're still healthy here. But that's a luxury because we're seeing the national trends and anybody making a plan to move kind of has a delayed effect around here because you can move here and still take advantage of a boom while the nation is giving us a pretty indica- a pretty good indication there's a flattening effect coming soon, isn't there? Well, that's true. So, yeah, we're talking about that. Let me just share this article that I came across uh, yesterday mm-hmm. because I think this one really highlights it. And that's um, there's two real estate companies, Compass and Redfin. Um, that uh, big time housing market, they are laying off huge. I mean, you've got Canton Compass is laying off 10% of their workforce. Redfin is uh, laying off 8%. So, you know, that's one of the things I've been kind of tracking is layoffs. And so that's just another set of layoffs. That's uh, probably the fifth or sixth company I've seen that has announced some form of, of layoff as well as uh, I saw another one earlier that uh, one of the car manufacturers is also laying off. They didn't say how many people, but uh, Stellantis, which I'm not sure, but isn't that um, isn't that now like um, the Chrysler brand? That it, it it escapes me right now, but that rings a bell. Because they're laying off their Sterling Heights, Michigan stamping plant is where they're laying off at. It didn't say how I many, think- but yeah. 
I think that's the supplier to Chrysler at the very end. Yeah, it's it, 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 basically, we're starting to see some of the chinks in the employment market as well. And we've always been saying the thing that's going to stave off recession is if our employment market continues to be hot. So that leg on the stool is something we've got to watch rather carefully. The big kahuna, uh, yeah. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Oh, okay. The big kahuna today in terms of economic events is going to come up at 2 p.m. this afternoon. That's when uh, the, Federal Open, the Federal Reserve's Open Market Committee announces their decision on a rate hike. And it, the change has been phenomenal over the last week or so. Uh, seven, eight days ago today, we were saying nobody expected anything other than a half a percent interest rate jump. Then over the last week or so, especially with Friday and yesterday's inflation numbers, the producer prices yesterday and the consumer prices on Friday, now it's almost, almost becoming uh, conventional wisdom that we're going to look at a three-quarters of a percent rate hike this afternoon. Now, that's going to affect a lot of things, among other things, credit cards, mortgages, the federal bond rate when the federal government starts redoing bonds as they expire because the yield is generally expected to match what the current prevailing rate is. Uh, this could be a seismic effect if they go up three-quarters of a percent, and heaven forbid they do more than that. Well, that's right. If they go up three-quarters or more, or if they go more than a half, it'll be the biggest rate hike in 28 years that we've seen. So. Um, you know, I was reading uh, Jeremy Segal, which is uh, he's one of the um, professors at the Wharton School of Business, and and he says what needs to happen if uh, if the Fed really wants to curb inflation is they need to do a one percent rate hike right now. Oh, that'll curb inflation, all right. It'll also throw us into a depression. <laughs> so, I, I have always said the rep, I've always said the reputation of our Federal Reserve among other central banks around the world, and I cut them slack because this economy is a flipping battleship. It's so big, it's darned hard to control. But we're not known for having a Federal Reserve that responds proportionally to economic stimuli. We either overdo it or we underdo it. And in the case of cutting things back a little bit, overdoing it sometimes throws us into a recession. And our Federal Reserve does not have a historically good track record in terms of reading the measure necessary in order to uh, keep us on an even keel. So I'll admit to being a little cynical. Well, that's true. I mean, I've seen several op-eds that um, and, and some economists coming out and feel like that it is still um, somewhat a possibility that we could get a 1% increase today. Um, you know, it's not many people that are saying that, but, but there is a slim few in there that think that that is what we'll get this afternoon. And, um, and so whether or not we, we do, um, if we get three quarters, I mean, that'll be a huge increase uh, to everybody in terms of, of what the, the cost of doing business is going to be. Do you think that the uh, declines we've had over the last week have sufficiently baked in a, uh, th a three-quarters of a percent rate increase this afternoon to the point where we won't have a seismograph in the charts if we, if we get three-quarters? Or do we have to bake in a little bit more in order to uh, make it not a, an earth-shaking event? I mean, one of the things that I did read was that it's kind of baking it in, that that's kind of the anticipation with, with the numbers that everybody's seeing is that we're still – um, you know, still pretty hot when it comes to inflation. And so um, there seems to be maybe that's what's happened in the markets this last week or so is that there is that indication that we could see that three quarters of a percent increase. And 
and, and the possibility is that we've seen that baked into the numbers now. That's why we've seen the decline that we've seen this last week and a half. And so, but you know what? Nobody knows, right? There's no crystal ball out there that says this is what's going to happen. Uh, we have to live it. And, and once it happens, we'll see how uh, the markets react, how the traders react, and, and what happens going forward. Uh, the issue is just being prepared. I was, I was kind of thinking that, you know, this decline over the last week or so pretty much started on the day that the Wall Street Journal said they were expecting a three-quarters of a percent increase being likely. That was when the decline hit. The question, I guess, becomes whether or not we sufficiently baked that in to adjust the projected uh, earnings per shares that we'll get with higher borrowing rates. It'll be intriguing. If it's baked in, then we get a three-quarters three of a percent rate. There'll be the usual jitters, and then things will continue where they were going. If it's a half a percent, we'll probably skyrocket for the second half of the afternoon hours. And if they do a one percent hike, well, you and I are going to be playing a funeral dirge tomorrow morning as to what happens. Well, that's right. I mean, we'll continue to have to just monitor. But I mean, I've seen that possibility, but I'm seeing the futures just going gangbusters this morning. Um, yeah, that's. That's kind of interesting this morning. Evidently, either it's a dead cat bounce, we're reshuffling and finding issues that are undervalued or something going on. Well, I'll tell there, you, there any- we're starting to see. I don't have any reports today. That no, okay. no company's reporting today. But but here's the other thing. I, I'm starting to see little tidbits. Now, not a lot, but a little article here, a little article there uh, from some, some economists that, um, that really indicates that, that there are some people that believe that we're getting really close um, to a bottom. I mean, we're obviously the NASDAQ's down. I don't know where it is exactly now, but somewhere in the 35 to 40% range, we've got the, um, S and P 500 definitely uh, below 20. You know, it's, it's in the bear market territory right now. The only one that's not there really right now is the, uh, the Dow. And, and I'm sure it's getting close. I haven't ran the numbers on it lately, but, but it was far enough away that I don't think we're there yet. Um, and maybe that's the last shoe that has to drop before uh, we, we get a rebound. But nobody has a crystal ball. Um, and that's why it's so important that folks that are so close to retirement um, make sure that they don't have too much risk in their, in their portfolio. Because if, if this thing bottoms out, it could, it could hang around there for a while before it starts to, to move back up. And so you don't want to get caught in, in a bear market or a down market if you're really close to retirement, because that can hamper your your cash flow when you get ready to retire. Absolutely. And uh, the alternative advice for folks in their early 40s that might have 20 years left before they retire, uh, if you got some spare cash, this is a buying opportunity. You might not hit the bottom of the dip, but you're definitely going to see some growth potential between now and the next 20 years from now. It uh, The advice differs depending upon age and station in life, doesn't it? It absolutely does. It, it really does. Absolutely. Resetting the table for the morning. Off day on the Dow, off day on the S&P yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just calling it flat. A minor up day on the NASDAQ yesterday. 45 minutes before the open. What are we looking at this morning, sir? So right now, well, like I said, we got some nice looking green ink. I mean, I, don't, I can't remember last time we saw green ink starting out the day like this. Um, it's been that long. We got the uh, the Dow up uh, eight tenths of a percent. Uh, we got the S and P five hundred up one point one percent, and we got the Nasdaq one hundred up almost one and a half percent. So, and then you throw in the Russell two thousand up, uh, getting close to one percent as well. 
So uh, some some good looking numbers, man, if we can just follow through. But the follow through, I'm sure, is going to depend upon what happens at two o'clock today uh, when uh, when Chairman Powell comes out with that interest rate announcement. Uh, yeah, the, the market is going to open at two this afternoon, basically, yeah, exactly. I suspect. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, we've got silver up. Man, it's making a huge jump today, Dave, up 3.1%. Gold's up one and a quarter. So nice moves there. We do have crude oil down eh, about a tenth of a percent at $118.78 a barrel right now. All right. Asian rim markets were mixed at the close early this morning. Europe is showing a rebound based on our futures. They're all up basically around the 1% range halfway through their day. Getting that, sta- getting that stability and getting a plan based on your station in life varies depending upon where you're at and what your investments are at. That takes an extra pair of eyes. Where do I find your expert eyes, Philip? David, give us a call at 863-382-0037. We've created our core retirement design so we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. To uh, schedule your 30-minute, no-obligation phone consultation, just give us a call, 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And back here tomorrow morning, same time. Philip, thank you so much. You have a good day. All right, buddy. You too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I know it's been rocking and rolling and, and ups and downs and topsy turvies on the market, but that's why we developed the core retirement design. Uh, give us a call. Let's walk through uh, a 30 minute phone consultation where we can make sure you're on the right track to the retirement you always dreamed of. You can give us a call, 863 382 0037. Until tomorrow, have a great day. <laughs> 